0: What up, what up? My name is Nick Ingvall and this is the Sneaker History Podcast. For me, sneakers has never really been about the shoes. It's been about the people. Sneakers have been the connection to friends, business partners, unforgettable stories and memories, and opportunities that I could have never imagined. My goal has always been to create something that opens doors for others to find ways to do something they're passionate about for a living. If you're already a member of the Sneaker History Discord, you know how great the community we have is. It's so much more than sneakers. When someone needs some help getting through a tough time, the community is there. When someone in the community drops a new product line or publishes their first YouTube video, everyone is quick to support. That's why this year, we'll be launching a series of new podcasts directly from the community. The first is a Formula One focused podcast hosted by myself, Rohit Malhotra and Todd Yates, where we hope to make becoming an F1 fan a little easier and give you a better understanding of the sport, whether you're just starting to watch or a longtime fan. You can check it out at exhaustnotes.fm or linked in the description for this episode. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, and I'm here chilling with my man Jordan. But <laughs> Jordan, how you doing, Mister J? Man, I'm,
2: I'm great, bro. Just living life, trying to trying to get better every day. I mean, weather's beautiful today, so I can I really have no complaints.
1: That is beautiful, beautiful day, beautiful conversation about to happen. Both a beautiful photographer, man. Some of your photos. I mean, one of them particularly is Steph Curry. We'll pop it up in here uh, when we go into the editing. But you probably have one of the photos of like 2020s already. Like, I, who knows? People people right. be talking a lot. But photo extraordinaire Jordan here. Uh, We're be we talking photography, talking shoes, talking some Warriors basketball. Um, all good fun here. Um, you know, I want somebody to walk away from this conversation feeling positive, feeling inspired. And I feel like you bring a lot of that. So go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, the 411 on you.
2: Yeah, for sure. So my name is Jordan Jimenez for the people that don't know me, otherwise known as J squared first and last name or first and first and last initial. But um, yeah, I'm a a sports photographer. I'm 24 years old from the Bay Area, uh, born and raised, kind of been here my whole life other than maybe like nine months in LA. Um, but yeah, I'm a very simple guy. So, I mean, I just love basketball. I love photography, sneakers, video games, anime, you know, just a whole bunch of nerdy stuff. So, you know, I'm not a very complex person, but just super passionate about things. <laughs> what I think rocks is like, I would say the same thing, like nerdy stuff is
1: what interests me, but like nerdy stuff is just cool stuff now. Yeah. Right. It's right. And like, it's
2: crazy. Like, well, it's yesterday. Like, like, go ahead go ahead. No,
1: go ahead no please 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 i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead
2: no you're good like i was gonna i was just about to say like yesterday i was able to even just like walk into a movie theater and watch like an anime movie of like my favorite anime so i was like um i watched the Jujutsu kaisen movie yesterday and like it's super cool that how regular it's become and yes. just like you know all these things that people get made fun of like growing up for like watching naruto and just like all these different shows it's super regular now so it's super cool
1: you got michael b jordan and naruto collabs you got um right. you know, uh uh my hero academia and movie theaters yeah Um, it's 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 really really a fun time to be in into that kind of into that culture um you know you said you're a simple guy so let's just start with this let's have let's break the ice and get people to know you a little better i like to do a little this or that type thing okay um so um let's go this way naruto or dragon ball or or naruto or Mm -hmm. other let's just say naruto or other
2: naruto is kind of hard to beat out i feel like a lot of different things stem from naruto so i'm rocking with naruto he's that guy man (laughs) he is and if you
1: like positivity i feel like he's like the poster child of this like you know uh uh, you know shonen just like happy go lucky like kicking ass type guy and exactly about that
2: and he's super balanced because he has all that happiness and at the same time he has his little dark side that you have to tap into a little bit sometimes Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's an important part of just like any grind in general so there's just like so many different things you can learn from him and just just anime in general you can always learn something
1: you got to let go of some orange chakras sometimes. That's
2: what I'm saying. Right. How
1: about this? Especially since you just photog- you took a photo-, a photo of one of these guys. Um, Yeezys or Jordans? Let's just go overall. You get all the Jordans or all the Yeezys? You have
2: to go Jordan. Just because uh, it's like, I don't know. I don't length, know if though it's, though it's like. 24. Yeah. I don't know if it's an emotional tie or anything. But, I mean, you're talking about Jordan. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. other signature lines really without it. like all these different things that he did to change the game. It's hard to beat out MJ, but I'm a big Kanye fan though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say that. But if I had to pick signature lines, I'm going with Jordan for sure. How about we just tone it down a little bit. How we just go like dunk
1: or air force one. If you had to rock one to, you know, go take courtside uh, shots of the game, which one are you rocking
2: model? I'm going to say dunk only because they look a little bit better on me. But if I had a preference, just like on a shoe, I'd go air force
1: just a preference on a shoe okay good 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 but they don't look as
2: good on 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 me as dunks do mm -hmm. yeah
1: i i agree with that i feel like dunk is just like uh it just fits every fits foots differently in a good way exactly there um okay so you're a long time bay area resident so let's take a little bit back not too far back but if you had to watch somebody not in this current era of warrior basketball would you rather watch like baron davis like Baron Davis in his prime, Warrior Prime, or like Monte Ellis at his Warrior Prime. Who who's selling the ticket uh, to you?
2: See, I was a big Monte fan, but I would go Baron Davis in his prime because he was nasty. Mm-hmm. Like he was just he was like that. So I I yeah, I'm going Baron Davis. I can't even. But emotionally, see, these are good these are good questions because I'm always like, mm. but if I had to pick one, Baron Davis because he was he was cold, bro. Ice
1: cold that that we believe, I mean Matt Barnes was on that team too. There's a lot of Mikhail Petris, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, uh huh. Al Harrington,
2: man. Steven Jackson, yeah. the boy yes. Beadrins.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh
2: man. Good good stuff. All
1: right. So could could Dre take Dennis Rodman? Kurt Kurt and Dre. I mean, peak Draymond Green. Who you taking? Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman?
2: Mm. That's a little bit just difficult to say just because one the bias of it of just like me growing up in a different era i I was never really able to like fully watch rodman like that so i lean Draymond just because i've seen how smart he is and like you know he's he's super smart so it's just kind of like it's hard to go against him but i can't i can't really say because i've never really watched too much rodman i would say dre's the right answer man like you don't have
1: Dre is a cerebral, you know better than 90% of people on Earth. Um,
2: Dre's, there's levels of Dre, he's an onion, and that's a good onion, so. Yeah, underrated, like, a lot of people don't really appreciate him the way we should, like, just mm -hmm. a brilliant basketball mind. Steph and Clay and
1: your boy Jordan, everybody on that team is not getting the same looks without Draymond, so. Yeah, even Ron like the Draymond's
2: sh- first game back, um, what like last week, um, I mean, first passes to Steph and gets an open look, hits that. It's like it changes the flow of the game so much. Yeah, it becomes it's the beautiful, beautiful game. basketball. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. It really, really is. Okay, so in a shootout competition setting, this isn't like which player you taking forever. Uh-huh. Okay, let's say it's, you're you're shooting on court. You know, you're at the practice facility, mm-hmm. Clay and Steph going at it. and It's a little. Individual gentlemen's three-point shooting contest. Who are you betting 20 on that day?
2: Mm. And it's just, it's just spot up.
1: Yep, spot up. Let's just go like you know, uh shooting uh like all-star weekend style, you know. The racks mm. they're feeling saucy that day.
2: Oh, that's tough because when they get hot, they both get super hot. And I've seen Steph do some crazy things in his workouts. Oh, ah uh, i have to go with Steph. it's just hard not
1: to it is hard yeah that's that it's really a testament though to how great clay is too where it's just like it really makes you bite like hmm they're both competitive ass dudes they're yeah, both exactly. friends hmm. two of
2: the greatest shooters of all time it's like man and clay has such a pretty jump jumper rip like ugh, that's it's a work textbook. of art. It
1: really, really is. And it's like when it's your boy too, and it's like friendly competition, your friends kinda tend to bring you up. Exactly. It's like they would go to...
2: crazy. They probably wouldn't even really miss like that.
1: <laughs> so I went so warriors heavy there towards the end because I wanted to set up for you to talk a little bit more about what you do. Let's just say like on it's like your your month to month is very different. So like what's a mm-hmm. what's a normal like a, a week for you, like shooting shooting warrior stuff. What's that look like for you?
2: Yeah, so it kind of depends on how many games there are, but typically on a rate like a regular game day, um, I'll wake up at 430 in the morning, hit the gym, go through my morning routine, which is like journaling, meditating, reading, um, just kind of preparing for the rest of the day. And so that'll probably bring me to like eight o'clock, like eight o'clock, eight or nine, and then kind of just getting ready, just like working on some edits from the day before if there was like a shoot that I had to do or a game the the day before. Um and then you just kind of rest out until like let's say the game starts at 7 I'll probably get there at 4:30 um just to like shoot all the pregame stuff for Jordan and you know everyone else that's there and then I'm kind of, I'm just there until like 930, 10 o'clock. And then you kind of do the same thing the next day. So for me, if the, if it's not a game day, then I'm really just catching up on the editing, educating myself, um, trying to find different things that I could create or just coming up with ideas. So every day kind of looks the same. But if there's not a game day, then it's like, okay, I'm going to homeschool myself, essentially. Or if I have a shoot that day, go to the shoot.
1: It takes discipline. You know, it sounds like you're waking up early. Like if you don't make that, that regimented wake up time everything kind of spiral out so that's really good that you do that
2: like a, exactly it's and it's kind of just like essentially scheduling an appointment with myself like i'm I, you know i'm always able to schedule all these people in my calendar for shoots and just like all these different things that they need so for me the 4:30 a.m that's kind of like okay that's the time for me to like really take care of myself my mental and spiritual and physical health so for mm-hmm. me it's just like i have that appointment i've signed that contract with myself so i have to show up every day yes you do you gotta make and you gotta make yourself payable billable
1: to yourself yeah facts (laughs) Um, so I mean you you brought up Jordan Jordan Poole's having a you know breakout season for the Warriors Um, Mm -hmm. you're having a breakout season for yourself like how, how did that relationship start and how did that become you ending up at the Warriors you know three hours early shooting everything
2: yeah right so you really have to take it back like three years ago so when jordan got drafted into the league and he was coming to the bay area um i was working at a gym in burlingame unlimited potential basketball and i was helping the trainer packy turner um shooting all his workouts and any sessions that he would have helping him build his brand. And then he w- he was having a five on five session over the summer. And so Jordan, that was Jordan's first summer in the, um, in the Bay Area. So he pulled up to the five on five run and all that. And we just honestly just started talking super organically. Just went up to him, introduced myself. And we started talking about just like random stuff like video games and like Super Smash Bros and all that. And, you know, eventually we just kind of just stayed in contact the whole time for whatever reason. And like... You know, over the past three years, you know, even if he wasn't playing as much the first two years, we were just always talking, always just like bouncing ideas off each other or like sending each other music. And then by the time this season came around over the summer, we kind of felt like it was going to be that year where, you know, things were going to pick up for the both of us. So we kind of decided like, hey, like we've already we already have like some sort of chemistry let's let's just get to work and see see what happens so we just like had a meeting um before the year started talk about what we want to show and you know what parts of the story we want to tell so it kind of just happened super organically and you know luckily like our paths just kind of aligned like me and him are around the same age i'm 24 he's 22 Mm -hmm. um so we're just both coming up at the same time to be honest who's winning smash though like you know what? I've never played against him in Smash Bros, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against myself though, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So you don't I feel want like I'd Samus. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm more That's of a uh, Falcon kind of guy. <laughs> oh, okay, Falcon, has yeah. speed, all about that. Yeah, um, I'm not super good though.
1: <laughs> it's really tough. There's some elite players out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, okay, you're you're shooting basketball. So l- let's walk that back a little bit. So before the Jordan stuff, and you're now you know let's just take it back three years then you're you're shooting five on five stuff at this at this basketball gym Mm um you know what what brought you there was it like the love of basketball like what brought a camera like how did that earlier stuff kind of get mixed up into a pot for you to to be based for success yeah right
2: so even before i was i started working at that gym um I was actually working with a different trainer. His name is Devin Williams Um, in the lab, 10,000 hours. He's pretty big on YouTube and social in general. Um, But he's... De- so, Devin was kind of one of the first people that gave me an opportunity. This is probably... 26... 27, ooh, 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I started photography like late 2015 uh, when I was a senior in high school. And then... So, once I graduated high school, I was just kind of shooting like portraits and landscapes and everything like that. And then... I just kind of said, okay, I'm not playing basketball anymore. I, I, I love this thing, photography. Let's try to find a way to bring the two together and just see like what happens. So I just, I was just shooting a bunch of different workouts um, from like coaches that were, were coaching me in like third grade or whatever. And, you know, just showing up to different games, like people didn't, that I didn't even really know, it was just kind of my way of getting into the gym and just getting my reps in and all that. Um, and eventually I, I got to the point where I felt like I was comfortable enough to start reaching out to other people. And so I I had this friend, James Chun, and he was training with this guy, Devin Williams, who to me at the time was a huge inspiration, just like his whole documentary on YouTube with 10,000 hours and that entire series. It's inspired so many people from my generation. So I was just like, hey, like if your guy, Devin, ever needs any any photos, I'll pull up, do it for free all that stuff so a lot of this has to like a lot of where I'm at now has to do with the free work that I did so for a bunch of different people and uh, even even now like I still do a lot of free work but um anyways so Devin was the first to give me an opportunity he told me to pull up to a workout like he texted me like a week after I sent him a super long text message, just being an eager and enthusiastic yeah. kid, just like you inspire me, blah, blah, blah. Like anything I could do exactly. Literally. Like he was, he was that guy. <laughs> so for, for me, it was just kind of like, I'm gonna say all these nice things and then I'm offered to like help out for free, see what happens. And then, so from there, I became his photographer for two years, moved to LA with him, traveled the world with him to like Spain and London and all these different places. And so, yeah, it was just really, just really putting in my 10,000 hours just to refer back to him. And then, yeah. you know, just putting the work in and eventually one thing led to another. I moved back from L.A., um, didn't have too much work and all that. So I reached out to Packy, um, the trainer in Berlin game, and then just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, everything from that point is just kind of everything just lines up for itself. And, you know, in in between all that, I dropped out of college. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. w- w- what's
1: what's really? I mean, we'll link the ten thousand hours into the into this episode so people can check out what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, so many key points there. I, I want to just do some baby touch offs from. So, any creative in this like sport footwear creative space? I mean, you don't start off just saying like, "Hey, I would like five thousand dollars for work, please." Like, yeah, <laughs> like thanks. I've written. An- countless stuff for free and it's like offer to do stuff for free and other people that's what you do to like mm-hmm. get your foot in the door and then you you gave praise you you know, some people think it's like corny or like oh i, I don't want to just like whatever kind of feelings you have about just being like hey i'm a big fan let me like, mm-hmm. if i can help like things aren't handed to you so that's two big lessons there but i think the, the biggest one that i want to pivot to kind of what you do now is where it's it's finding the self-value to be like all right i really can't take like these kind of jobs for free anymore or like i i need to start like charging for my you know how what were some of like the first like paid photography works you don't have to get really specific or anything but like how did mm. that transition for you from like cool i'm so eager i do stuff to free to like i bring quality work like i need to make money for, for this right
2: so the funny thing is It took a while and not necessarily because i didn't believe in my value or the quality of work because that's something that i honestly felt like i was really good at right when i started um Mm -hmm. but i wasn't super concerned about the money because at the same time like while i was starting photography i I was working um i was working at like a milk tea shop in high school and then going into college a little bit and then at one point i had two jobs at um the store vineyard vines for whatever reason and then benihana and then eventually transitioned to that uh, yeah right and then eventually transitions to apple at some point and all while going to school and like you know taking on a full full full, full, full course load
0: wow stuttering
2: <laughs> but um can you go go ahead and repeat where where the question yeah. was i, I yeah, went on, so a, like, on, on a tangent no
1: you're <laughs> so good i do that all the time too like so like where where did you start drawing the line between like right. i'm doing this for free to making money what were some of those like earlier gigs to get you
2: Right, right. That's where I was going with it. So when I dropped out of college, um, the week after, I went to my first McDonald's All-American and mm-hmm. was just like networking out there with the guys from Adidas and all the athletes and everything like that. The week after that, I went to Spain with Devin. Uh, we were shooting for Adidas in the Euro League. And so like it was kind of at that point where I realized I could really start charging for at least basketball photography be- because mm-hmm. beforehand I was already shoot, um, I was already charging for like the portrait sessions and the prom photos and, you know, all that stuff. But, um, you know, once I felt like I reached a pretty decent level of work and I was kind of climbing the ranks, so to speak, that's kind of where I felt like, OK, like people really have to start paying me now but at the yeah. same time i was always i was still doing a bunch of free work like even with um paki and Game, I, I did free work for him for like three months and i was there like eight hours a day <laughs> so you know it's just for me it's always just like kind of paying my dues and yeah i probably could have done it sooner for a lot of these different things but i mean i i just love what i do so much and it's like i'd rather just put my head down and work and worry about the money later because i figured that would come Mm -hmm. but you've never had to fight the like from being
1: transitioning from a fan to a professional it sounds like you've just been like letting it happen in in, in a positive way
2: exactly and I, I just want everything to happen super organically like everything that I've I do like I've written down as like a way of manifesting what my goals are and like the path that I want to take so I figured like if I'm really putting in the hours and you know genuinely trying the money will come. The opportunities will come. I just need to be great. Like as an artist, as a photographer, as long as Mm -hmm. I'm doing good work, everything else will fall into place. And as long as I'm being a good person.
1: So from what I picked up earlier and kind of the Adidas, you know, international photography work in the basketball stuff, you Mm -hmm. you were a hooper yourself in high school. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. So I got cut my freshman year, played my sophomore year, ended Mm -hmm. up getting hurt my sophomore year, like from track and like, I had this like weird injury where so I was a jumper and we trained outside and we were doing box jumps. It had rained the day before I jump on the box. I end up slipping, falling backwards, hitting my head, neck and back. I'm in bed for a month with just like my issues. (laughs) and so like to have the confidence to come back it was kind of like a hard mental battle Mm -hmm. and like all these different things happening in life um like my parents getting a divorce and you know I was going through a depression for like six years and that's kind of why I picked up photography Mm -hmm. so all these different things and I for whatever reason just couldn't find myself back on the court like I was always going going with the team with like the workouts and you know all that but I just couldn't get myself to like really be out there for some reason mentally
1: no totally fine this is an audition tape for the warriors to to always wanted to to, to try to build that, uh, build that the bridge between what you're doing now and and why basketballs, I figured it's either the footwork Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're just being a warriors fan from being in the Bay. Like, um, which one is it more like the basketball stuff or like, were you a huge sneakerhead back in the, or what's the level of sneakerness or evolution of sneakerness in there?
2: It's a little bit of all three, just because, I really loved basketball growing up, and so with that comes the sneakers, and Mm -hmm. with that comes just becoming a Warriors fan, although they were just super trash at that time. But everything just kind of all melded together at the same time. Um, I think probably one of the first shoes that really made me fall in love with it was a pair of 14s. Um, They're the black and like powder blue or university blue ones yep. and they're for whatever reason the like the suede on them was just like super cool to me and so that kind of helped me like really get into it and i was like oh shoot i need more of this and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> just like no, getting exactly. super deep into the game so, so i believe i've seen your stuff
1: featured in slam also right your, your foot for your photography mm-hmm. so i mean like that's obviously basketball and sneakers mixed together i'm like that's jordan's like that that's what you do that's like bread and butter of yours it's, it's awesome um Let's, let's go this direction. So, like, didn't you do um a whole bunch of Steph Curry promo um stuff for his for his curry line for his sneakers?
2: Yeah. So the first time I met Steph was actually um a slam magazine cover shoot. I I was hired to shoot behind the scenes See? and just You're like be a person <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but I was hired to actually be a personal assistant and shoot a little bit of behind the scenes for like some of the guys that were doing the video work for Slam and like for the um the the whole production side of everything. Um, So this was for the Curry Six. He was doing a shoot in Oakland at the Fox Theater. Um, A bunch of different people from Oakland came in and just like, you know, all these big guys from the Bay Area, just like E-40 and, uh, you know, all all those guys. But I was just helping behind the scenes. And um, that was the first time I met Steph. And like that was kind of my intro into like being able to work with him a little bit just because um, some people at Under Armour saw my work. And you know, just we kind of just built a relationship that way. And over the next couple of years after I met him, you know, I would run and save my shoes. And I'd show up to his events and everything, and I'd, I'd introduce myself every single time. And, and just like it finally got to a certain point where I felt like he knew who I was, even if he didn't know what my name was. And then mm-hmm. eventually he learned my name, and so we just ended up working at least working together for a an, for an off season, off season, and just like me being on the productions and the shoots and everything. Mm mm-hmm. Man, there's
1: this. Let me break this down really quick. Like, you introduce yourself every time. Do you know how few people don't do that or just like are embarrassed or just like that's how you do it, though? Like, that's how you make an impression. That's how you get into somebody's memory banks.
2: And it's super scary. Like, for me, I was still what, like 18, 19. And I was just like, this is my first really big shoot in production. And it's like, not even, I'm not even really the one shooting the cover, but I'm like, oh, this is a really big deal. So I show up and just like go super hard and, I was just mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Steph, like, nice to meet you. I'm Jordan. I'd love to send you these photos once the shoot's done." So just like super timid about it, yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, "Okay, like that wasn't that wasn't too bad." And he's the, he's the kind of guy that actually is super approachable from, you know, every experience that I had with him. Just a super nice, genuine, down to earth guy, and like everything the media makes him out to be, he's way more than that. Like he's really a good person. That's good. Where it's like the media makes him out to be nice
1: he's even nicer than he's nice. even nicer
2: and it's crazy i'm like oh wow he's really him
1: <laughs> so that was you you know a
2: hot minute ago didn't you just do like or
1: maybe it was the, the second to last or the second to last um curry like specific curry brand like curry flow stuff um aren't mm-hmm. you haven't you done more recent stuff with him and like more than just the guy taking little photos on the side you're doing yeah a little right more. uh-huh
2: so i've done did i do this curry seven i didn't do the curry seven I don't think I did, but some Curry 8 stuff I was doing like during the off season with him. And so like when I was posting on Instagram from his workouts, I'd always cut off like right above his ankles just to like hide Mm -hmm. in that kind of built some anticipation. Mm -hmm. But then for the Curry 9, I was actually hired for the shoot by Curry brand um, with like the whole Sesame Street collection and everything. So yeah, we've definitely done some official work and then some where I'm just like there in the gym with him during the off season and then just other times just showing up to his events. Like I just try to be around greatness as much as possible.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely. And
2: I mean, just thinking from
1: taking prom photos and senior photos to working right. on the Curry 9, like what, what, what type, of, let's just talk this as we get towards the end of the episode here. Let's just talk like a little like, you know, photo stuff. Like, right? cause I am... I just bought a Sony like uh, VZ1 because I'm a a Mm -hmm. very very beginning. I'm a very 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 beginner photographer. So like, what what some photography tips you'd maybe give to somebody uh, trying to break in? They want to go bring a camera to the to the local park and just take some photos of basketball shoes.
2: Right. I, I think the way that i look at it is just experiment like just really go out there and get your reps in like it's really like basketball you learn so many different things from basketball like the more shots that you take you know literally, literally. In, in basketball and photography it's like you're gonna get better and you're gonna be able to figure out like okay this is what my shutter speed does and this is how i can make this look like super dark and super cool so it's like the more you experiment and the more familiar you get with the camera and even just like, even if it's an iPhone, like you're Mm -hmm. able to just like train your eye and work on your compositions and all that. So that's really the best way I, the best advice I can give is just like stay consistent, be disciplined and like be a good person because like, you know, the better person you are is just like being genuine about the things that you do and like really being passionate and, you know, showing love to all these other people. Like that's, that's kind of it. it's like, it's just part of the human experience and you know for me it's like I, yeah i'm a photographer and i've been able to like really build that way through like my skill but it's really just because to be honest like i'm just i try to be a nice person and not for any like because i expect anything in return but it's like life is already hard so it's like might mm-hmm. as well be nice to people smile and just like help people out as much as you can and you know if something comes of it cool if not like at least you were nice and you put out good energy into the universe. So I think it's, it really just comes down to being genuine.
1: Nobody wants to have their photo taken of like them doing something stupid, you know, fail army type stuff. So go out there, take positive photos. Exactly.
2: Uh, And just like capture the memories. Like, you know, I've come to appreciate like when my mom would always get us together when we were younger for group pictures and she'd take like, you know, 30 minutes to get one picture, not necessarily, not really 30 minutes, yeah. but she take forever to take a picture. And we're just like, all right, can we go now? But like, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I'm like, okay, photography is really important because you know, it's all those, it's really like you get to time travel. You get mm-hmm. a time travel to that one moment frozen in time. and just like relive the emotions, the experience of it in your memories. And you know, that's kind of a big part. Cause like, you know, all these things don't last forever. So it's just kind of a way to remember everything. Don't you feel kind of silly thinking back, all the times you were like
1: no i don't want to i don't want to take photos yeah right so it's family like photos
2: yeah, yeah. there's like such an annoying thing before but i get it
1: <laughs> so i mean you just got a really good family photo last week you you were fortunate enough to get that those sweet photos of kanye courtside at the warriors game crazy um, crazy crazy um and even like one of them he looks over at you and it's like directly into your camera and it's like
2: I see your soul, sir. Yeah, right. And I wonder if that was, like, uncomfortable for him. Because for me, I try to be, like, not super invasive. Just because, I, I, mm. and generally speaking, I try not to be super invasive with photography. But, like, when he saw it, I was like, oh, I hope he wasn't too uncomfortable or anything.
1: No. <laughs> Man, he's court-side. A, he's Kanye. He's not the first camera therapist. Yeah, facts. Out. Uh, but B, you know, when you buy those tickets or you get those tickets, like, there's photographers all over the court. Like, you got you to gotta be ready. Can't be on yeah, the pick facts. your nose. <laughs> i thought about True. that i went to the uh i went to a hornets blazer game and i was courtside and i was like all right man don't be picking nothing don't be like yeah, it's like be weird be with your hands. Normal, be normal <laughs> yeah, be chill i mean so i mean you get to warriors games you can't you've obviously you know probably snuck a little photo of e4 it's like the amount of people you see at warriors games got to be like ah so many photo opportunities like how does your right. brain like like, how do you focus in, like, okay, right, you want to get game stuff, you want to get Jordan, you want to get, you know, that sweet dunk, that, um, you know, how do you process all that?
2: Right. I don't know. To be honest, like, you really just get into in some sort of a flow, some sort of zone where it's like you don't even really think about what exactly is going on. Like, you see all these people and stuff like that. And it's just kind of just part of the game, to be honest. So like for me, mm-hmm. I, I don't really ever get starstruck overseeing anybody uh, like Kanye was probably the closest I've ever gotten to being starstruck and it, it wasn't even that much. Um, mm-hmm. But everything's just part of the game and just like within the flow of it, like I really only have to be locked in for like three or four hours. So it's like mm-hmm. you just see it and you just kind of go get it and like not even think about like, OK, I need to go get this, like go get this guy. It's kind of like, oh, there he is. Click. so (laughs) logistically are you like on
1: the side of the warriors bench are you like rover like what's it logistically how do you move about the court
2: right so i'm actually stationed like where the tv cameras are so literally everything that you see on tv Mm -hmm. like that's literally what i see and that's why if you go through most of my photos that's kind of like the compositions so like i don't really get to do too much creatively in terms of like roaming around and like playing with different objects like during the game so you know Makes nothing sense. too crazy but yeah uh, you know at least pre-game I get to like flex my creative muscles a little bit but yeah I'm shooting from the tv cameras every game hey Joe Schmoes like me who know nothing about how that works is are now very enlightened
1: about where the fo- where the photographer is in relation to the basketball court and everything
2: um, yeah but there's there's definitely the other photo like the team photographers and everything and like the the guys who shoot for the newspapers and editorials like they're, they definitely get to be on the court but for me, um, you one day, I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see, we'll definitely make that happen. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't work for any publication. Um, right. I really just work for Jordan, so <laughs> I'm just up there kind of doing my thing in, in my own little world.
1: <laughs> That's great. So, I mean, would you like to keep going more? I mean, you document a lot of Jordan, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of his like life is it's more, it's bigger than basketball. Um, to use that phrase it's just really easy to use Mm -hmm. but like is is that the kind of direction you want to continue going in or or would some or does that kind of you know traveling with the team let's say being like the the photographer for for the warriors like what kind of lane kind of interests you more right
2: to be honest i want to stay a freelancer as much as i really can like the only Mm -hmm. person right now that i would like go fully full time with is jordan just because Mm -hmm. like, I want to be able to tell his story from like, start to finish, like his whole journey through the NBA and just like, you know, just him being somebody that I believe in. I want to be able to like, tell that story and, you know, have it for him. Um, But for me personally, I just want to say the freelance route, just because I, I like to be able to do whatever I want without people telling me what to do and just like, do whatever I want creatively. And eventually, I feel like that'll just help me more in the long run, just because I'm able to build the way that I want to, and like chase certain goals. Like one of my big Mm -hmm. goals is to have my own creative agency where I can put on different minorities and people of color who don't get the same opportunities that I'd get, or like, they're not even in the same rooms as me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to have the time to be able to like figure out a way to chase that, that's what I'm more interested in instead of getting like, yeah, if I were to be like a team photographer, I'd, you know, have insane access and be able to sit on the, like the hardwood and everything. But you know, I, I have something bigger that I want to chase and it's, you know, not necessarily being a team photographer. It's like, yeah, it's beyond that for me.
1: And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And nobody thinks mm-hmm. you're, you're saying that. But like what I think a lot of people don't pre-plan or, uh, you know, meditate on really is like, what's my end goal with this? Do I want to go work for Adidas Nike Reebok or do I want to go start my own thing and talk about Adidas Nike Reebok? So, like right. For example, like I've been fortunate enough to where I can ask you, you know, sneaker history is independent to where I could like, I can ask you, do you like Yeezys or Jordans? I don't have to go, do you like Yeezys or Adidas running because this is sponsored by Adidas? Yeah, right. It's like it changes quick. Like, and even if you don't want it to, like, you're when there's when you're not independent anymore, it's you're you're really you're not independent. Like yeah jordan, literally <laughs> yeah you're not, you're not you're not compromised but like what you uh-huh. would organically do on what jordan would organically do on his own looks different so exactly it's a good
2: route yeah and for me like being a freelancer and just having that freedom i can really work with whoever i want to work with like that i can i can definitely put that in my goals and if they want to work with me like there's no problem like mm-hmm. if i want to work with an adidas and you know next year i want to work with a nike i could do that so I just like to have that freedom, and just like work on the things that I'm interested in at the time.
1: That's that's what's powerful is is not just like having choices, but just I saw last week you know, you posted a, a photo of you you wrote out you wrote out your goals and you already spoke on that of having like um, you know writing it into fruition, like uh, mm-hmm. making it tangible. So like you seeing these goals realized and everything is is really cool to watch from from my angle watching you do it. And right. I like to think maybe somebody's now going to start keeping a list of things they want to get done. So,
2: yeah, for sure. And for me, it's just energy. Like, so I've been writing in my journals, like everything that I want to do since I was a sophomore in high school, and just like always getting my thoughts down on paper. And for me, it was always just about putting the energy into the universe. And like, there's mm-hmm. such strong power in words and like the way the words vibrate in the universe. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I've just been lucky enough for things to align for me. And, you know, it's not even necessarily that I'm making certain things like Kanye West going to the Warriors game happen, but Mm -hmm. it's like the universe heard it for whatever reason. And they're like, okay, here he is. Like I wrote, I wrote in my journal on March 8th that I want, I want to photograph Kanye West. I was just reevaluating my goals and like some things that I want to do in my life. And come March 16th, I, I take a photo of Kanye West. So it's like, it's such a weird experience or, Another example is, um, I think it was January. the The Warriors were playing the Rockets, um, and Steph hits his first like walk off game winner. But for me, it was crazy, and I got chills because two days before I was, and I didn't even write anything down for this. I was just like literally laying on my floor, um, just visualizing like, uh, I wonder what a Steph game winner would feel like. Like, what would I hear? what would it smell like? What would I see? And just like all these different things. I was just sitting there for like 30 minutes on the floor, just like picturing it in my head. And Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to do with that, but like, it just happened. So it's like, there's really power in the visualization and the manifestation process. And again, not that I have anything to do with Steph hitting a game winner or like Kanye showing up to a warriors game, but it's like, for whatever reason, the universe kind of does its thing sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, it really does. And like,
1: that's how I know you're really about it. Some people will just be like, "Oh, vibes, energy, meditation." Like you really, when you when you visualize the scent, the sound, the scent is what always triggers my ears. Like, Oh, this person's really about it. Because I used to do that when I was doing college sports. It's just like, all right, what is there? What does the arena smell like? So I did swimming. Like, what does the chlorine in the building right. smell like? What is how loud is everything? And it's like putting yourself in that moment is a step. People just think like, oh, buzzer beater, uh, yay. They don't really like.
2: Yeah, go into the out. more minute details of
1: it. Mm-hmm. So right. th- that's next level, my friend. Well, we're, we're at about time. Is there anything you want to plug about yourself? Where can people find you? I think you're trying to get back into YouTube or grow your YouTube channel a little bit. What's
2: Yeah, that a little link? bit. Yeah, so I think if you just look up my name, Jordan Jimenez, on YouTube, I should pop up. I don't actually know what my YouTube name is. <laughs> oh, we'll before, find it. I feel like before you used to have like a username and now it's just kind of your name. So I think, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's how new I am to the whole YouTube thing. Like, I don't even really know what the name is. It has to be Jordan Jimenez though.
1: So. <laughs> before it was a channel, it was just like a thing.
2: And he's yeah. A username. Like your name. Yeah. My first channel name was Warriors fan.
1: <laughs> so now somebody's funny. like, yo, let me buy that off you. I need that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. <laughs> I need that handle. Uh, we'll look but at yeah, it for you, though. We'll look for at the sure. YouTube. How about but your other, other channels? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, underscore Jordan Jimenez on Twitter, um, two underscores J squared on Instagram. Yeah. Hate the underscores, but you got to live with it. Sometimes you'll um, be so
1: big one day. You're going to find that person and buy
2: it off of him. Watch. I've asked him already. I I found him. His name is Jerry Jones. He has the J squared handle, man. I messaged him and he's like, no, nah, I plan on keeping this handle for a long time. I'm like, okay, I respect it. Oh. <laughs> low-key i've also
1: done the same person who has my name without numbers at the end it's r-a-h-b-e-e that user is enacted i report them every no. year <laughs> i report them every year
2: and i get nothing but yeah i've whatever. definitely reported jerry too even though he's active <laughs> you just gotta do it sometimes you Let gotta try that. you got to you got to
1: that's the moral of the lesson uh moral of the episode is try try to be better try to get <laughs> the next try. photo be better Brian jordan i appreciate you so much thanks for being here for our listeners Listeners, if you're still here, make sure you give Jordan a follow, make sure you like, and subscribe to this episode and everything sneaker history related. I'm Robbie. You can find me at sneaker history. It's been fun having you. Peace out.
2: Appreciate you, my man.
0: Hey everyone. This is Nick again, before you take off do us a solid and head over to Apple podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon music, and make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. While sneakers is the connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our Sneaker History community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. And this is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, Cars and Coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add exhaust notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts.